Chapters 39 and 40 of History of Philosophy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Yvonne Theodore. History of Philosophy by William Turner. Chapter 39 Thomist and Anti Thomists. Sources. Besides the works of the philosophers to be mentioned under this head, we possess as valuable sources of information Deniflis, Carlitarium Universitatis Parisiensis, and articles by Denifli, Earl, and others in the Zeitschrift für Katholische Theologie and in the Archive für Literatur und Kirchengeschichte des Mittelalters. While St. Thomas was teaching at the convent, of st james several of his doctrines especially that of the unity of the substantial form in man aroused violent opposition among his confreres of the order of st dominique of these dominican opponents of st thomas the most prominent were roland of cremona richard fitzacre and robert kilwerby it was owing to the influence of kilwerby who was archbishop of canterbury that the masters of the university of oxford carried their opposition to thomism so far as to censor as dangerous the denial of the russians simonels and the affirmation of the unity of the substantial form in man this was in twelve seventy seven in the following year however all opposition on the part of the dominican ceased and in a general chapter of the order held at milan in that year those who had opposed the teaching of st thomas in england were censored the franciscans jealous for the reputation of the great teachers of their order alexander of hales and st bonaventure made common cause with those who objected to the doctrine of unity of substantial forms and to the denial of the russian simonels doctrines which as we have seen were part of the franciscan tradition foremost among st thomas's franciscan adversaries were william de la mer author of the corruptorium fratis tomai richard of middletown who was appointed to the franciscan chair at paris in twelve eighty one john peckham who after teaching at paris and at oxford succeeded kilwerby in the see of canterbury and peter john olivy twelve forty eight to twelve ninety eight who later on unsettled the idea of discipline in his own order by his defence of literal poverty a doctrine which brought about his condemnation in twelve eighty three opposed to the doctrines introduced by st thomas were also the secular teachers the chief of whom were william of st amour gerard of abbeville and henry of ghent when on march seventh twelve seventy seven stephen tempier at the request of john twenty one assembled the masters of theology of the university of paris to condemn the errors then prevalent in the schools the secular masters united with the franciscans and succeeded in placing on the list of condemned prepositions several for example numbers eighty one ninety six and one hundred ninety one which were evidently meant to formulate the thomistic doctrine of substantial forms and of individuation thus did the secular teachers of the university achieve a disgraceful triumph in the momentary discredit thrown on him who had been the great champion of the mendicants in the controversy concerning university privilege but while the opposition to thomism was as short-lived as it was violent 
the number and importance of the advocates and defenders of st thomas grew slowly but steadily as time went on first among these were ulrich of strasburg a disciple of albert the great bernard of hattan who was bishop of dublin and died in twelve ninety eight william macclefield who taught at oxford giles of rome aegidus acolumina or aegidus romanus of the order of hermits of st augustine surnamed dr Mundotissimus, twelve forty three to thirteen sixteen peter of argen who was probably a pupil of st thomas at paris and godfrey of fontaines died thirteen o four petrus hispanus twelve twenty six to twelve seventy seven who in twelve seventy six became pope taking the name of john twenty one seems to have avoided the thomistic controversy and confined his attention to the study of logical problems his sumulae logicalis became a textbook in the schools and was known as a logica modernarum in contradistinction to the logica vitas and the logica nova he is said to be the author of the monomic lines barbara celerant vincent of beauvais died twelve sixty four helped to popularize the current philosophical doctrines of his time in his encyclopedic treatise entitled speculum magnum in which he adhered to the teaching of albert and st thomas the work was intended to cover the whole field of education as it was then understood three portions speculum historal speculum natural and speculum doctrinal were completed by vincent the fourth speculum morale which is merely an extract from the writings of st thomas was added by another hand herve of Nidalek, herveus natalis who died in thirteen twenty three must be reckoned among the ablest of the first followers of st thomas he is the author of many works on philosophy and theology including though this is by no means certain the summa totius logicae found among the obscula of st thomas dante twelve sixty five to thirteen twenty one whose divina commedia has been described as aquinas in verse may also be counted among those who helped to give wide circulation to the philosophical doctrines of st thomas the influence of st thomas and of the other great schoolmen was still preponderant in paris when dante studied at the university in that city and his de monarchia may be placed by the sides of the treatise de regimine principis as a valuable contribution to the political science of the middle ages although the divine comedy was written at a time when scholasticism had begun to decline and is therefore as ozanam so beautifully expresses it the swan song of scholasticism it embodies the best doctrines of the golden age of philosophy the subsequent history of the thomistic school involves a study of the philosophical systems of henry of ghent and of duns scotus who are the most important of the earlier opponents of thomism and who alone of all the anti-thomists left behind them a school of anti-thomistic tradition end of chapter thirty nine chapter forty henry of ghent life henry of ghent dr solemnus was born at or near ghent in the first or second decade of the thirteenth century very little is known about his early life in twelve sixty seven he became canon of tournai 
later on he taught with distinction at the university of paris and took part in the discussion which arose in twelve eighty two concerning the privileges of the mendicants in regard to hearing confessions between twelve eighty four and twelve ninety three he made several journeys from paris to tournai he died in twelve ninety three but whether at paris or at tournai is uncertain sources the most important of henry's works are his summa theologica and his quarelibe the former was published at ghent in fifteen twenty and again at ferrara in sixteen forty six the latter was published at paris in fifteen eighteen at venice in sixteen o eight and again at venice in sixteen thirteen monographe de wolf etudes sur henry de gan louvain eighteen ninety four embodied in les histoires de la philosophie scholastique dance les pespa etc louvain eighteen ninety five doctrines henry's system of philosophy agrees in its general outlines with the philosophy of st thomas there are however some points of difference one relation of philosophy to theology while agreeing with st thomas that philosophy and theology are distinct sciences and that each has its proper object henry insists that philosophy is not to be studied for its own sake but as an aid to theology non licet scientes philosophiques adesser nisi in usum hujus sainte de olgier que inem philosophiques scientes discunt finem statuendo un ipsis propter naturis rerum istisunt que ambulant in vanite sensus sui two principle of individuation the principle of individuation is not matter with its determined dimensions as st thomas taught but a negative property of the suppositum or individual henry teaches that the remote cause of individuation is matter inasmuch as matter is the basis of multiplicity but that the proximate cause is something which is distinct from matter although it is not a positive reality opotet is formas creaturium individuari ut habiant rationem suppositae sequi est in supposito praeter formam habet esse hoc dico aliquid praeter materiam et praeter agins quod est quasi disipotio suppositae in quantum suppositum est sic ego nonisi determination negationis fit et individuatio est suppositae constitio three distinction between essence and existence henry denies the real distinction between essence and existence thus returning to the doctrine of alexander of hales and of the first schoolmen of the thirteenth century he maintains the thesis esse sunt diversa quorum cumque essentiae sunt diversae four plurality of substantial forms henry maintains that besides the rational soul there is in man another substantial form the forma corporitatis or forma communicationis corporalis his argument is as follows aliter enim nihil omni 
homo in generation, homines generat, substantial sed, tantumodo, corromperet. This form is the famous mediator plasticus of later scholasticism. 5. Theory of Knowledge Misunderstanding the Scholastic Doctrine of Ideation Henry, while admitting in the case of sense knowledge, the existence of the species, sensibilis, as a substitute for the object, denies the existence of the intelligible species on the ground that the phantasm, by becoming spiritualized, determines the intellect to the act of knowledge. In V, sensitiva, apprehensiva, requiruta, species objecti, in autem apprehensiva, intellectus, nulla species, requiritur de objecto, quia ipsum objectum, existence in fantasme, factum, universal, crisis est et simulacum intellectu. 6. Augustinianism. In more than one point of doctrine, Henry of Ghent returns the Augustinian and Platonic tradition of the 11th century. For example, he attaches great importance to intellectual memory, teaches that there is no real distinction between the soul and its faculties, and adds to the Augustinian doctrine of exemplarism the theory of a special illumination by which man attains a transcendent knowledge of the essences of things as they exist in the divine mind and a supernatural truth. Naturali enum appetitu benedicerat homosia etiam ila gai sunt supernatiritia cognoscenda cae secundum communinum illustrationem ad divino exemplari sine illustration speculari non potest antingia. 7. Superiority of Will to Intellect Henry is the first of the medieval voluntarists. He maintains his superiority of will with respect to intellect. Intellect indeed precedes will. Nevertheless, will is the more perfect faculty, intellect being merely its servant. Omnino habitus et actus et objectum. Voluntatis preeminent actuae. Habitui et objecto intellectus. Is circo absolute descendum quad voluntas preeminent intellectuae et est altua potentia illo. Historical position. Henry of Ghent contributed to scholastic philosophy a very able refutation of skepticism. His renewal of the Augustinian tradition, which had been so important in the schools of the centuries preceding the 13th, was in keeping with the teachings of the Franciscan masters, and helped to prepare the way for the era of greater Franciscan influence inaugurated by Duns Scotus. End of chapter 40